millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special Lost Interview edition of Black Hole Cinema, hosted by me, Tony Black. Last summer, when the podcast came to a brief halt for about six months, I realised there were several interviews I did with friends and colleagues online that hadn't actually been released. So instead of them sitting on my hard drive, I thought, why not release them in between the new podcasts we're doing for however long they go on for and give those really interesting interviews about certain films the light of day. So over the next few weeks, we're going to have several different interviews from several different people about several different, more than likely quite classic films. So without further ado, welcome to The Lost Interviews. Okay, welcome back guys. It's time once again for the section of the show in which I get a mate on and they tell me about their favourite movie. Today, I'm uh, searching all the way down under for uh, a guy who I've known for quite a while on the interweb nets through... um, Monster Zero Productions, where uh, he's a long-time writer, reader, and avid movie watcher. It is um, the reviewing ninja himself, Dino Leone. <laughs> Good evening. Well, welcome to the show, Dino. Lovely to have you. Yeah, it's nice to come on. So, what is the favourite film you have chosen today? Well, when you ask me what one of my favourite films was, I'm thinking, oh, God, I, I've got... Several favorite films. You know? mm. It's not. It's kind of hard to actually pick ones. Then I had to have a bit of a thing. I go well. I thought of the movie Inception because it was just one of those movies that actually really hit me when I first watched it. There's one thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. Mr. Cobb has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. We got a work placement? Not exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's a great choice. That's a uh, when you when you said Inception, I was like, yes, because it, it's high up on my list now, actually. So, what is yeah. it? What is it about? What is it about Inception then that rises it to the top of the pile? Because you you know you've seen a lot of films. In fact, you've probably seen more than me, uh, and quite a lot of the people I know. You really because you're always watching films, and you always have been. So, what what really made this rise to the cream of the crop? Oh, it's it's got a great storyline, mm-hmm. a great cast. Mm-hmm. It's it's just um, 
the direction, the soundtrack, even the way they they um, implemented it all. It's just you just have to have to wonder like these are the kind of films that that sort of grab you. That if, if, if it's it's actually a two and a half hour movie, but it doesn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I remember when I was in the cinema, we we watched it, and, and then um, I just turned around to my friend, so it just didn't even feel like it, feel like it was two and a half hours. No, and that's 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 the that's a great sign that, that it's a good movie that you don't know how long it's, it it could go for ages, and you just don't even know because you're that invested in watching. Yeah, the the, the characters and the storyline they actually have a they actually connect with you. Mm. And I think that's that's the secret to Christopher Nolan, really. In that yeah. you find that with a lot of his films, uh, it's been certainly the more he does that you seem to become really involved, even though he's telling pictures on a on a long canvas, you know. And quite often his movies go well over two hours. Mm. But and I, I fully expect in Stella, Interstellar, the next one he's doing, to be the same. But it's yeah. it's the whole thing of of him managing to marry that kind of long epic kind of tale with a real sort of emotional attachment to the characters and and a a sense of pace they never feel like they're slowing down nolan films they always feel like they're going somewhere don't they yeah and with and with inception it's got so many ideas to it hasn't it i I always said it was one of those i don't know about you but it's one of those ideas that i wish i'd had inception (laughs) i think a lot of people do yeah what do you think about the whole concept, really, that he came up with, with the idea of dreams? I've actually did a bit. I wasn't so much of a study, but I mean, you can actually, they're actually, um, when, when you're dreaming, it's almost like you're in, in a dream state. It's it's just like the world as you as you live in it now, but it's got a different set of um, rules to it. Mm. So, I mean, you, if, if you know you're dreaming, you can take control of the that dream obviously that's what lucid dream is called and you can actually say well I want to fly and you'll fly in the dream mm. but in reality you couldn't do that like, oh you want to fly no you're firmly rooted on the ground because you're following these laws in the, in, the, in reality but in, in in the dream state it's those laws don't apply mm. they only apply because you think you're not you're not you're not dreaming so the, the laws of reality Still apply in the dream state unless until you, you figure it out. That's why they they the different layers of the dreams tend to be more different, more um, chaotic, I guess. Because I mean, the the, the the scene, for instance, where they actually um they're falling in the, the next level, they're floating around. Mm. That's the indication how I'm seeing it. And it's that's why it was compared to an extent to the Matrix, wasn't it? When it when it came yeah. out, in that it, it takes liberties with the laws of physics because it can do because it's in a a different kind of of world but do you think do you think that it was like as innovative as the matrix in terms of what it did maybe mm. do you think it do you think it kind of touched that same kind of chord with people yeah i reckon so i mean i, I tend to compare inception and the matrix together but yeah no i said i said the very similarities both movies to an extent can be considered metaphysical mm because they do, they do go into a lot of those same kind of areas, don't they? And they're talking about, you know, what it means to be human and consciousness and all kinds of, all kinds of ideas like that. It's just, yeah. I think what what it what it really struck me, Inception, and one of the big reasons that I have watched it many times and it's high up on my list is the fact that it 
it's so complex, but at the same time, it almost feels like you can you can understand every step of the way, even if he leaves things you know certain things to the imagination. It almost feels like even though it's a really like in depth story that has layer upon layer upon layer, it, <clears throat> it still makes sense. You know, it, it, do you know what I mean? It, it never really yeah, becomes. Exactly. It never becomes lost in itself, and that that's the that's the amazing achievement I think with it. Really, it's got that l- level of a, a you know screenwriting. I think that's just it's just so clever. Yeah. What about the cast? I mean, did you um, any of the performances really stand out for you? Leonardo, like Leonardo DiCaprio, I remember Sam when he was really young in a in a, in a US sitcom, and you just. He's he's come so far mm. as an actor, and he's he's just one of those character actors that you know when he immerses himself into a character, he actually is that character. Mm. And then he got all the other ones as well, like Tom Hardy and even Ellen Page had 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 a, had a, had a, a decent character to begin with. Mm. And then she did see she developed as the thing went on, and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, they're all they all had great characters. That's the one that was the standout thing in the in the movie that they um their characters were believable. Yeah. Even even in this really sort of unbelievable scenario as well, aren't they? You know, in the in this in this hyper real scenario that they're in. Yeah. They still manage to, yeah, feel like real people. Even though they're not they are crooks essentially, aren't they? I mean like, oh, you know they, uh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is playing a a, a, a crook, and that and that that's the ironic thing. In that, but because he's he's trying to rip off someone worse, it you can follow them. And and it, arguably, I mean, arguably, most people's favourite character is Tom Hardy in this, isn't it? Really, because he's so he's so funny and uh, yes, darling, and all that stuff. He he, <laughs> he makes a real impression, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he he he, he plays that sort of role really well. He I mean, does. He just, even if he played the worst kind of villain in a movie, which I've yet to see, but I'm sure that's going to be on the cards mm. sooner or later. But I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not counting Bane. I'm still yet to wait, wait to see him play that sort of role. Mm. You know, you're, you're just like, oh, God, I hate him. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm just riveted by what he has, what he has to do. Because he, he, he's almost to an extent in the same sort of level as Mark Strong, the way mm. he plays villains. Mm. He, 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 he can't stand how he plays a role, but he's like, oh, he plays it so well. Yeah, he does. And he, he, I think with, with the character of Ames in this, he brings that, that... I mean, people have said, based on this, a few people have said, well, he, he's quite, it feels almost like an, an audition for James Bond to an extent, partly. Yes. And it, it's, it's true. I mean, you know, he, it, I, don't, I don't think Tom Hardy would take that role if he was offered Bond, to be honest now. But I think yeah. that it's... He's got an he's got a knack for being able to fit into different kinds of of characters, but there's always he's he's always got some level of like that kind of exuberance to them, and and I think it's the balance of characters in this that makes it work really well, and just the, with this top top notch cast. But that's that's the point as as I said earlier about Inception, in that because because it's got the characters that you you like or you find funny or you you empathise with. I mean, the, the big one as well is Marion Cotillard as, as his wife because she, she she plays probably the most difficult role, doesn't she, really, of the whole thing? Yeah. Because she's got to function on several levels, hasn't she? So you've still got those characters, but you really are in, invested in them as well as all the other effects and ideas going on around them. Yeah, that's right. 
What, what was it? What was the? I mean, talking about effects, what was the standout sequences for you, or the standout moments in terms of the visual side in the film? Well, I should say that um, the hotel corridor fight scene where yeah. um, they just Arthur, he's fighting the the subconscious um, subconscious guys, and just, he's just running around the the walls. Mm. So, you know, the fortress scene in the, in the, in the next level, but yeah. I like. I actually liked um, Limbo when um, you saw all those buildings that just went stretched out to infinity, and they just mm. they were just crumbling because no one was there to maintain them. Mm. When they they came back the second time, yeah, yeah. Some of the effects on it just you just you kind of wonder how they would have um, tackled this kind of movie if it was released in the early nineties, late eighties, whether they'd be actually able to pull it off. Well, I don't think he would have, he would have done it. I think if he'd have, I mean, obviously back then he wasn't old enough. But if he'd have had, well, maybe he did. Maybe he did have this idea then. But I think if he'd have been a filmmaker, then I think he, he would have he would have waited for the technology to catch up because I don't think mm. he could have really done this justice without computer effects. And it's even though he's, you know, Nolan is famously not one for CGI. He's not one for three D. He's not one for shooting digitally he much prefers the old style of, of filmmaking as much it's as he very can. old school yeah and he uh, he said about this film that he he used practical effects whenever he could but obviously there are a lot of sequences here where he had to use elements of computer generated stuff to bring it alive and I, I, I yeah i don't think he would have done it i mean the big one that strikes me always is the the city folding in on itself yeah, uh, I mean that when I I remember being in the cinema watching that and he, I, my jaw just hit the floor. I couldn't believe that. I was like, that is just because it just I'd never seen anything like that before. I, I really yeah. I don't know about you. I really had never seen anything like that before, and it was just it, it's just full of those little moments. I think that a bit like the Matrix with the bullet time and things like that. To use that comparison yeah. again, that you that were new and fresh, and and I always loved the fact that the the ski scene was completely a takeoff from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And he said um, quite often, because that's one of his favourite films, Nolan, he said that that, okay. yeah, he said that that entire ski sequence at the end is very much based on the Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which I loved <laughs> as well, <laughs> being a big Bond movie. Oh, I remember saying that years ago after I re-watch re those yeah. the Bond movies. Yeah, because uh, that's why hopefully one day Chris Nolan will do a Bond film because he, he's got all that kind of 60s literate thing in his head with, with how they're filmed. And he brings that into, into his films sometimes. What about the music? Did, anything, did, did that strike you as well? Because that always strikes me, the music. Um, I love Hans Zimmer. Any mm, soundtrack mm. he does, I mean, he he does have a, a signature sound, which is the the really loud percussiony yeah. type um, music. And like, you, you can almost watch a preview to a movie, and you'll you'll hear that music, and like, uh, and you'll think, oh, yep, and you do like a quick check on your on, on the neck, like, yep, Hans Zimmer did the same. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a little bit of a little bit of misleading um, now because there are a lot of other composers there who are following his lead and they're almost um, emulating him so you, you can get a little bit uh, mm. tricked but yeah no, he, his soundtrack to the movie was fantastic and I, I remember reading a little article somewhere where they actually um, the the main riff to that um, Edith Piaf song yeah he, he's used it throughout the whole movie and um, 
that, 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 that typical Inception horn section that everyone seems to know, know and love mm. is actually part of that song slides right down. Mm. That's what the, that's what someone was trying to. Oh, really? To. I don't know whether how, how much truth it was that in the But I remember um, reading um, a soundtrack, the soundtrack line, and it seems like um, he was on the phone with um, Chris Noll, and he was just he was trying to to work out the the main thing. He's like, um, I'm having trouble. I'll play what I've got, and I, I, I don't know. It's still rough. I don't know whether it'll be any good for it. And they ended up playing the, the, the music for Chris Nolan and and Chris Nolan just said, no, that's that's perfect. Yeah. And because he, they're very in tune, aren't they? <laughs> Excuse the pun, but they're very in tune, him and Zimmer, I think right now, yeah. about the kind of sounds that they bring, he brings to his films. But yeah, there's a haunting quality to the to the Edith Piaf riff to this, you know, Non Je Regret Rien. And it's... Uh, yeah, and it really does add that level of, of creepiness. I, I, I love the soundtrack to this. I, I love the score. It's it's this electronic, thumping, you know, blast of, of power. It's it's just brilliant. Even though it did spawn the um, the well-known... I don't know if you saw the YouTube video of the Boom trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen, you need, guys, you need to go and listen to that. Because it's just typing Boom um, into, into, into YouTube. And it just brings up someone doing the... The trailer <laughs> voice, but with bomb, do 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 bomb. Yeah. I don't know where I actually saw it. I don't know if it's so there anymore. Some, I think someone did a, a website, much in the vein like um, Kirk's Khan rant. Yes, and, um, yeah. And then and the slides, you just go, go, go down a level. And you hear it, bomb. Okay, finally then, if there was one thing about Inception that you would recommend to somebody who's never seen it and you're saying, you know, Inception is my favourite film, go and watch it. What is it about Inception that you would say is the biggest thing to make them go and watch it? What's that one thing? Well, it, 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 it's, it'd be one of the lines he actually says in the movie. Have you ever had a dream that, that seems so real that you, you wanted to go further into that dream and, and, and say... Where where it actually leads, and if you if you can actually control it, you've got to go in with that knowing as little possible. Yeah. If you've never seen it or don't know anything about it, you've just got to watch it. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the best way to say. It. And that's it's going to be for some people. It's not going to be, and some people are going to hate. I've heard I've heard pe- plenty of people say that they didn't like it because they didn't purely because they didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, yeah. But me I mean, too. Sometimes you just got to watch a movie and not switch off to a degree, but you just got to just go and watch it and yeah. see for yourself. Good advice. Perfect advice, really. And I can echo that, those sentiments completely. It, you've made me want to go and watch it again because it's been a while. <laughs> if you haven't seen Inception, guys, definitely check it out. Most of you probably have anyway, but I, we hugely recommend it. So thanks very much, Dino. That was fantastic. Thank you. to see out of control. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.